0: College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register.
1: You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Bronco's Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge.
2: Welcome in. It is the Mile High Huddle podcast presented by yours truly and Zach Kelberman. I am yours truly, a.k.a. Chad Jensen with me, my fellow football priest, the deputy editor, milehighhuddle.com, and the co-host of the Mile High Huddle show on 98.1 FM Mile High Sports Radio every single weekday from 2
3: p.m. to 3 p.m. local time. Zach, what's good, bro? I'm I'm having a lot of fun doing the radio show with you, Chad. But like you said last week, getting on here and talking to our uh, supporters and our followers and being on a podcast with y'all, you make it worth it. You make it seem like not work, and it's, it's so fun. And I'm looking forward to this week in particular because Wednesday, guys, we're two days away. 49 days from week one, but two more days away from the first practice of Broncos training camp. We have walked the desert. We've been dehydrated. We've been on the verge of death, and we are safe, finally. We're making it. We're,
2: we can see the promised land.
3: We are a stone's
2: throw away, and it's really cool, Zach, to see that, hey, it's not just fans. It's not just media. Super stoked, geeked up, and hyper-focused Russell Wilson is right there with you, if not more so. He put out a tweet today. For those of you that follow Russ, you probably need no, uh, no reminder from us, but check this out. Russ put this out today. And maybe, you know, I don't want to put too much meaning into it, Zach, but uh, it's time is what Russ said. And one of the things I love about Russell Wilson, as we've kind of gotten to know him as the Broncos quarterback here, is that he is unafraid – to share his very high he's an ambitious person and he is unafraid to share his lofty goals with everybody else you know it's it's out in the open Super Bowl or bust and let me tell you it's time that is your quarterback nine-time Pro Bowl or Russell Wilson starting tomorrow I mean tomorrow is the check-in so we're going to get some media availability we're going to probably hear from Russ tomorrow and then of course the uh, activities on the field Zach start the next day
3: It's just like the hype train has been building and building and building and running and running. And um, I can't recall on my time on the Broncos beat, uh, training camp, preseason, regular season, that's been packed with more excitement and more anticipation than this year. And it's all because of the guy you just saw, number three. Sam Bam jumping in early with a
2: super chat, a very generous super chat. Love it, dude. Appreciate you so much, Sam Bam. He says... Good evening, Chad, Zach, Scott, Dylan, and all those associated with running the MHH podcast and Broncos Country. Out of curiosity, how many people are at work on a daily basis helping broadcast the MHH podcast? Go Broncos. Uh, It's a three-man show. It's a three-man show. Well, it's a four-man show if if you count Dylan. Dylan helps out remotely uh, in terms of moderating our chat. And, of course, he also writes articles. He's been doing that for, I don't know little over a month, Dylan, something like that. Right. But uh, yeah, it's uh, not as perhaps complex as it might seem, you know, thanks Zach to the, you know, modern technology and whatnot. It's, you know, and then unless you're running into situations like me, where I moved the central command and for whatever reason, I can't, nothing changed, but in my new locale, I get these weird little, camera lags and nothing. I, I talked to the, the stream yard provider. I talked to my internet provider. There is no reason to believe I should have, like right now it's a slight delay and it drives me nuts, but hopefully, hopefully it's not too distracting for you guys, but yeah, it's, it's really the host that you see on camera. All right. And the producer, which is Scott, that's what it takes to make these go.
3: Yeah. And when, you know, things get busy and y'all are just commenting and and supering and just uh, chatting away that's where Scott comes into play, why he's so clutched to to wade through everything and pull up questions and have things prompted for us and keep us going on the right track. Uh, as the training camp and preseason gets going, Scott's services, Chad, will become all the more valuable to us. Oh, yeah, Yes, 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 indeed. He's off tonight. He's
2: taking care of some family stuff. But, you know, that's going to happen when you are a family man and you're responsible for being in a broadcast room this time of night every single day, seven days a week it's been since he's – uh, ben, the producer every once in a while, something's going to come up that's going to demand your presence. And that's what happened tonight. Gregory with a very, wow. very generous Super Chat two nights in a row for us. Anyway, that he's been throwing down like that's a great. bus. Dude, seriously, Gregory, you're uh, already bona fide Super Chat superstar status. But I want to hear some of your takes, dude. I love the I love the support. Don't get me wrong. Thank you, bro. We I mean, it helps keep the lights on. No doubt about it. But what do you want us to talk about, dude? Tell us some of the topics that are on your mind. That's part of what we're here to do is answer your questions because we are your football priests and you need the absolution. You need the answers to those burning Broncos questions. And so, Gregory, thank you, big dog. Very generous.
3: Yeah, Gregory, if you haven't heard it, if you're fairly new, Chad says it all the time. I like to echo it. We wouldn't be anything without y'all. We do this because of you. We do this for you and you single handedly, you and everybody else helps keep the lights on around here, helps us keep the brand going and expanding and evolving and progressing forward. Greg, thank you so much for that. It's incredible. And like Chad said, if you have any comments, questions, considerations, or concerns, please let us know. Uh, Golden girl also
2: jumping in with a super sticker. That's a newer name. So welcome Welcome. golden girl. Really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Zach, we have some topics to get to plus a couple of matters of business, but I want to broach the initial topic first and foremost, There has been buzz and rumors today. All right, according to, pardon me, something that Mike Kliss of Nine News had to say. That let me just put it this way, as straightforward as possible. Randy Gregory, the free agent, five-year, seventy million dollar outside linebacker the Broncos signed in the spring, and the offensive tackle Billy Turner, the Broncos signed, are candidates to begin training camp on the physically unable to perform list. What do you know about that and how worried should fans be?
3: Yeah, um, Tuesday when – Veterans and rookies report to training camp. The Broncos are probably going to make some procedural moves, as uh, as have a lot of teams around the NFL. The active PUP list is an injury list, but um, you can activate a player from that at any time. They're not out an extended period or a certain amount of time. They can come off a day or a week. It doesn't matter. But these are the prime candidates, as Chad emphasized. There, nothing's official official just yet. That might change tomorrow. We all know, though, Randy Gregory's status. He had shoulder surgery in March upon signing that $70 million contract with the Broncos. The goal for Randy Gregory, even Nathaniel Hackett has admitted, is week one. It was never the preseason or training camp. It's always been week one, so uh, that's not surprising. Billy Turner, he has a knee injury that's lingered from last season. That's what kind of facilitated his release from Green Bay earlier this offseason. Uh, It flared up again. I believe, in OTAs and the offseason program and the Broncos are keeping a safer uh, but not sorrier approach with their potential starting right tackle. So, again, even if these moves are made and Gregory and Turner or whoever else goes on that PUP list, it doesn't mean anything. It's not an overt cause for concern. It's a procedural procedural uh, formality that NFL Mm -hmm. teams like to employ this time of year.
2: It also gives them certain kind of covering of the butt protections if injuries end up hanging on or they don't turn the corner as expected in the recovery. And we'll, we'll talk more about that. We want to also hear what's on your guys' mind. But first, a couple of quick matters of business, starting with the presenting sponsor of tonight's live stream podcast, and that's Manscaped because taking control of your grooming is important. And if you're experiencing an overgrown yard Manscaped's products are so good, you're going to be showing pride in your new bush-free property. It's a fact that you will have the best-kept area on the cul-de-sac. Save big and be the most hygienic version of yourself by using our discount code MHH for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com.
3: Yeah, I hope you can see this, guys. I'm showing you the Crop Reviver. It's the toner that you use that Manscape offers. We talk about the lawnmower and the weed whacker, but this is a really underrated product, I feel like, by the brand. It's summer. We're all sweating. It's getting hotter and hotter out there, and you have to kind of keep yourself freshened up, keep yourself feeling nice, smelling nice, and uh, acting nice, and that this reviver, I can tell you firsthand, it allows me to do that after the gym, uh, before a shower, sometimes after a shower, depending on how hot it is outside. I cannot recommend this product uh, highly enough, or the Manscape brand highly enough.
2: Literally everything on this screen, with the exception of the cologne, I use on a daily basis. The Platinum Package 4.0, the Lawnmower, the Ultra Premium Collection, all of it I use and. I think those of you who have heated our calls to action and use the code, you're going, yeah, they make quality products. So go to manscaped.com, help support the advertisers that also help support this podcast and use our code MHH at checkout at manscaped.com and you will get 20% off plus free shipping code MHH, manscaped.com 20% off plus free shipping. All right, Zach, one other matter of business that we're going to debut here in a second, but I want to come back to this Randy Gregory thing and, Billy Turner, of course, too. Billy Turner, is it possible he was a lot more banged up and hurt than maybe reporting initially let on when he was signed? Because I'm going back through my mental Rolodex, and I'm having a hard time remembering that he was, for lack of a better term, kind of damaged goods when the Broncos signed him to a one-year deal. Maybe they didn't foresee it being as big of a deal as it obviously is if he can't open camp on the active roster.
3: Well, he was... Uh, released by Green Bay with a failed physical designation. So he was literally damaged goods. He missed four regular season games because of that knee. He was limited in in the postseason because of that knee and now he's limited uh, in training camp because of that knee. The Broncos and Nathaniel Hackett especially, Chad, Justin Alton, the guys who signed off on this move, they came over from Green Bay with Billy Turner. Nathaniel Hackett was quite literally coaching Billy Turner last year, at least in that room, so he has to know the status. It doesn't seem like it's you know um, extremely bad, season-ending bad, but it's lingered beyond just a few months now, and it's affecting the Broncos' right tackle spot or at least the competition at that spot.
2: Marcus Lewis Hanna from across the pond. Thank you, my friend for the stars on Facebook means a lot to us. Just like super chats helps keep the lights on here. He says, uh, Wilson. Let's see. Hi, all at MHH and Broncos fans love and respect from the UK. Cannot wait till we get rolling. Let's ride. Yes, indeed. Using Wilson's very catchphrase that he sent out to Broncos fans today, GLP, AKA Gary Leeds Palmer, who we are looking forward to meeting in the flesh week three at the stadium this this fall. It's going to be fun, dude. The MHH meet and greet. Gary says, hey, Chad, Zach, and Scott, so stoked for the training camp to begin. Now we will have a better idea of the lineup. Yes, indeed, my friend. Uh, Colby C. Collier wants to know, thoughts on NFL Plus? I'm hyped about finally having Sunday ticket. Zach, what have you heard about NFL Plus? Because I received a press release from them today, and it sounds like it could be pretty cool. What uh, What have you heard?
3: See, I thought it wasn't Sunday ticket because it doesn't include out-of-market games. I I believe it includes in-market games, highlights, game pass. I don't know about all 22. We've been begging the NFL for for that for years now. But until there's an app chat or a service where you can watch whatever game you want from whatever year you want, whenever you want, for a certain amount of money per year, that's going to be the winner. This is a... Incremental improvement from Game Pass, I believe it's cheaper. But until they have that um, wide array of options for out-of-market viewers, it's not going to move the needle that much to me.
2: Far be it from us to give the NFL free media promotion here, but here's the uh, landing page for the new NFL Plus. All right, it used to be called Game Pass. Now they're calling it NFL Plus. It says that your subscription gives you access to all the features of NFL Game Pass and more at eighty bucks a year. Whatever your game day looks like, NFL Plus Premium has you covered. Looks like so you, you get the NFL Game Pass, which is the film stuff, which when you see someone at MHH publish a film breakdown article, that's where we get that coach's film. NFL Plus Premium, it goes on to say full game replays across devices. Keyword there, Zach, replays. Okay. Uh, condensed game replays across devices. Coaches film, live out of market preseason games. And then live game audio. So to be frank with you, Zach, I'm not sure what's different other than they rebranded the name. Like, seriously, like I'm looking here. This was last year you had live game audio, uh, live out-of-market preseason games. You had the coaches film for uh, game pass, condensed gameplay, game
3: replays across devices. But after the fact, not live. Let me tell you what's different, what sucks about this. I just remembered, and you just pulled it up. It's only available on your phone and your tablet. You can't use it on a desktop computer or a laptop computer or a web browser, traditional one. I think that's cutting off a large segment of the demographic. Like you mentioned, people in the content creation business, journalists, writers, analysts who use their computers for film breakdown and film study. I'm with you. I don't see how it's that much better. It might be cheaper, but they're missing some crucial services in that package. If
2: that's true, it makes I think it's almost a move to try and. Elbow out the media people that make gifs, and because it's—I don't know how you're going to do that from your phone, right? How are you going to make actual play gifs, um, screen captures, whatever, from your phone? I guess you can do that with iPhones, right? You can you can screen cap video. If I—I'm not a—I'm yeah. not an Apple. I'm one of the great unwashed. You know, I'm a I'm a Galaxy type of guy. Yeah, he's green, but uh, that's right. I'm one of those guys. <laughs> Travis Weber, Big T, in the house. What's good, bro? He says. Good evening. Not nervous about Gregory and Turner, but we have a decent depth chart. Yeah, so for those of you who listen to the Mile High Huddle show today, Zach and myself on Mile High Sports Radio, 98.1 FM. And by the way, guys, we put out all the links on how you can listen live if you're out of market and also on demand after the fact. So check mine and Zach's Twitter for all that information so that you can uh, make sure you are joining us, especially for those out of market. But Zach, one of the things that we talked about today on the show is that, yeah, you know, it's I mean is it a concern that they're putting they're starting Gregory on pup on its face? Yes, it's a concern. all right. he just spent a bunch of money he's a he's a, a projected starter. You don't want to hear that. but based on what we knew about him, it doesn't come as a surprise. but even let's say, you know, it casts doubt on his availability for the 2022 season all right let's just get past that for a second Nick Benito I mean this is going to give him more opportunities out of the gates Zach we talked about the biggest sleeper in the rush linebacker group I mean you've got Jonathan Cooper you've got Malik Reed the latter of whom is out to prove in a contract year hey you just drafted a guy you moved an off-ball linebacker to edge you went out and paid a guy I'm still here and I'm battling y'all I'm two years removed from leading this team in sacks but the guy that is giving you and I the most, uh, for lack of a better term, the tingly feeling is Baron Browning. Don't sleep on this guy. Although we have our reservations about the wisdom of moving him positions to, you know, one year into his career after he so obviously excelled in the first position, we're excited to see him. This dude's got some chops. Just ask Bradley Chubb.
3: The thing about Gregory, on its face, yeah, it's not the greatest news you want to hear about your your big free agent uh, pickup, but the Broncos – agreed to the surgery that he had before he even put pen to paper and it wasn't like he got hurt in the off season and now he's on pup that would be a cause for concern they knew this going in all along and again the goal is week one but even when you remove randy gregory from the equation you have the players that you mentioned also chris allen the udfa who's kind of on the shelf right now as well baron browning to me I mean, great hindsight, you know, in retrospect, Chad, they didn't know about the injuries or uh, the PUP list exactly at the time when Browning converted to outside linebacker. But you have him there now and you have him as another chess piece in that zero Evero defense. And if he can go back Browning to what he did in college at Ohio State off the edge, you might have something there. You might have a five to six sack guy.
2: Ben Wallman, thank you for the stars, brother, on Facebook. Seriously, we really appreciate it. Marcus saying, uh, I am also looking forward to seeing how Nick Benito does this season. Like you, Zach, I believe he will do well. Yes, indeed. And then Sam Bam jumping in with another super. Appreciate that, my dog. He says, my week one O-line prediction, barring injury. Left tackle, Bowles. Left guard, Dalton Reisner. Center, Lloyd Cushenberry. Right guard, Quinn Miners. Right tackle, He's talking week one, Billy Turner. Your thoughts on this? And could you see Natani Mooti or someone else steal a starting job? I could see it, Zach. I'm not projecting it. I'm not predicting it because I do think even though Dalton Reisner is under the gun, all right, and he's being challenged, and there's been rumors that the Broncos tried to move him during the draft. He's just not a guy that wilts in the face of challenge or obstacles or adversity, and I think he's going to step up. So left tackle, left guard, I think, is going to look exactly the same as last year. I don't know about center, though. I mean, I, I think it's Cushenberry's job to lose, Zach, when you, you you sift through what was said about him by coaches and Russell Wilson, and not just said, but like he's the guy snapping when Russ has had uh, these get-togethers, these throwing sessions. It's Cush out there doing that but don't sleep on Graham Glasgow. If Graham Glasgow was entering camp like ready to go, like 100% healthy, which he's healthy-ish, but it's similar to like KJ, Zach, where they're going to like ease him into action, right? So that gives another edge to Cush Miners, same thing. Like he's pretty secure in right guard because Glasgow is not 100% out of the gates. But this does make me cast some doubt on our initial read on right tackle, Zach, because, I mean, Billy Turner if he's not getting healthy within the first two, three weeks of camp, I don't know, man, that might not, it might be too big of a hurdle to overcome if guys like Tom Compton and or Calvin Anderson in that interim step up to the plate and not only play well, but bond with
3: Russ. I agree with everything Sam said there, his prediction. I agree with your analysis, Chad. Uh, One thing I want to add though, unlike previous years, yeah, the starting five, if this is the starting five, it doesn't look, uh, entirely imposing, but for the first time in years, the Broncos have bona fide depth along the front five at different spots. And Tani Muti, Graham Glasgow, uh, Wattenberg, who they drafted the tackles that you mentioned, Chad. There's a lot of young players to like in the Broncos system, and hopefully under Butch Berry, the new OL coach, they succeed collectively.
2: Andrew Baker, another legendary figure in our community. He says, what is up, Um and then he says, with all of Russ's sacks, was it his play or bad O-line, and do we have the best line he's had? A couple of really good questions because Russell Wilson, you know, he's an athletic quarterback. He can move. He scrambles a lot. There are people within the league, and by that I mean coaches, players, execs who feel like he holds on to the ball too long, looking for that off-schedule big chunk play too much. And then that maybe exacerbated Zach some of the O-line issues that the Seahawks had in recent years, but I lay the majority of the blame for Russ's getting just slammed in Seattle at the feet of the GM, the, the John Schneider and the coaching staff, and that that just didn't give him the tools around him on the O-line specifically to keep him upright. So it's like chicken or the egg, which comes first? Does he run? is he so quick to run Zach because he's pressures getting through immediately or he's terrified because that keeps happening consistently? Or is it the other way around? I think it's more to do with the actual talent he had than Russ's penchant for trying to create off schedule.
3: Yes. The Seahawks tried with that Dwayne Brown tree, but it never really worked out in their favor. And by then I think it was too late and there was irreparable damage between both sides to answer the question. It's a combination of both, in my opinion. The way Russell Wilson likes to play backyard football, breaking contain, rolling outside the pocket, throwing against his, his body against the green, that's going to lead to more hurries, more pressures, and unfortunately more sacks. And you might see that with the Broncos. So like anything, there's no black or white answer. If this answer is gray. It's going to be a case where an offensive lineman, maybe Billy Turner, uh, in this case, gets beat off the edge and, and Russell Wilson gets sacked. Or there's going to be a case where it's a play action, boot, rollout, whatever, and Russell Wilson tries to extend the play and just can't do it, and he goes down. So it's a combination. Like anything, it's give and take. As long as you find the right balance, you can afford those uh, those negative chunk plays.
2: We're going to come right back to the chat. We see some of these active questions. We love seeing it. But we got to bring your attention to some cool stuff, some cool developments at the merch store, all right? We've brought someone in to help us with our merch store with designs and just keeping things fresh and moving for you guys because, you know, the merch store exists only because you guys demanded it exist. We did not have a merch store when we first started streaming and four or five, maybe six months in Zach credit to Zach got it launched our initial store just because you guys were demanding merch and we got it up, but it was, you know, it was very rudimentary in terms of neither Zach or I or, we're not uh, graphic design people. We're, we're analysts and writers and podcasters. And we're not like internet engineer guys. And so we've found someone to help us with all those things that we're not. And he's got some new designs, all right? The Mile High Huddle podcast uh, design with the – you've got the, the Bronco in orange. You've got the microphone. You've got the Mile High Huddle podcast. These are all new designs on the merch store. How do you get there? Easy to find, guys. I'm going to put it in the chat right now. Huddle Up Pod dot com same as it's always been all right but this is another way especially with things kicking off here and the season getting going you know these this is just when when you buy a piece of merch all right it's just as meaningful and supportive to us as a super chat or stars on facebook it's another way to help keep the lights on and you also get a little something in exchange right you get a little design you got your team colors what's cool about any of these designs as you can see is you can throw it on any color shirt that you want it's pretty cool so Go to uh, HuddleUpPod.com and sift through some of the new designs. Tell us what you think. The other thing here, guys, is we when you buy your shirts or your hoodie or your hat or whatever it might be, once you get that in the mail, as you know, we want your uh, DMs send us pictures of you in the, sh- in the swag, and we'll put it on our social media, 100-plus thousand on Facebook. You know We're building it on Instagram, our Twitter following, YouTube. We want to flex. You guys, when you support us like that and give you guys individual shout-outs. And so don't forget that. When you get your stuff, send it in to us because we want to show it to you. HuddleUpPod.com. And we're going to be having new designs, new logos that we'll feature at minimum of once a month. But probably that we feature once every couple of weeks to keep things going. And it's for you guys. It's to give you guys something new, something different instead of the same old, same old designs. All right? Like this hat is one of the newer Things that you can get on the merch store Get yourself one, just like the one Zach's one. Uh, Hey, we got Phil McLaughlin Jumping in Appreciate the stars, big dog He says, I'm on the run, just sending some love Appreciate that, brother He says, go Broncos, let's ride MHH for life Yes, sir Hey, dude, means a lot to us And you know this, man Thanks, buddy So, Zach, back to the topics here That are on everybody's mind So, Billy Turner Randy Gregory Solid candidates, we're just going to say, to start camp on the PUP list. Who benefits the most from, let's say, Randy Gregory landing on PUP to open camp?
3: Ooh, off the bat, I mean, who would your – the next man up in that scenario. So I'm going to assume it's Malik Reed, considering he's a veteran player in that room. He led the Broncos and sacks a few years ago. But behind Malik Reed is Nick Benito because of what – opportunity would Benito have with Chubb and Gregory fully healthy. I understand uh, they're going to have packages where they have the NASCAR guys out there, all the pass rushers, and Benito will play defensive snaps. But if Gregory is sidelined, that opens up a whole bunch of reps for Benito. And and when you're a rookie and when you're still raw, every single rep matters. Every single rep will make Benito a better player. So I think ultimately, on a longer-term scale, Benito would benefit from Gregory's absence.
2: I agree 100%. You know, Bradley Chubb, another thing we talked about on today's show, is fully healthy entering training camp for the first time since, really. I mean, you could say his second year he was fully healthy entering camp because he got hurt in week four, tore his ACL, etc. But, like, not licking any wounds. This is really the first time in the last few years, let's just say, that he's entering camp fully healthy. So that's one side of things. You're like, okay, they got that locked down. On the other side, though, Nick Benito's a big beneficiary of the Randy Gregory pup potential. Uh, Don't sleep on Baron Browning. I have a feeling. I mean, those two guys were not drafted when you look at the, you know, Nick Benito at the tail end of the second round, Baron Browning the year prior in the third round. I mean, these guys are comparable in terms of, you know, their skill set, their traits, their value to the NFL. And I can't wait to see. I think it's going to be a race uh, between those two guys, Zach, to fill the shoes of, uh, Randy Gregory if he does start things out on Pup.
3: Yeah, and uh, you know, we both kind of held the same opinion on Benito. Regardless of his opportunity, he has to make hay with whatever snaps he's given. Being the Broncos' second-round pick, a, a high-round investment, and again, for a young player still growing, a guy who probably needs, in all honesty, a full year in an NFL conditioning program before he's ready to be a day-one starter full-time, uh, it's going to benefit him completely and entirely.
2: These spammers dude i've been going crazy on our channel they've been blocked so guys i hope you understand that as soon as we see it either zach myself or dylan are going to block any of that gross spam but zach i'm seeing it on even in our post stream like the comments i'm, I'm dele- like half my day now is spent deleting yeah. spammers on our youtube channel uh so bear with us on that guys travis now we talked about who benefits on the on the rush linebacker side of things if gregory starts the training camp on pup who benefits the most at tackle
0: getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance it's not only about making smart changes today it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy plus you'll help protect the environment for years to come a better world for you your family and your community get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at alliantenergy.com slash rebates
2: is it calvin anderson is it tom compton he's betting that calvin anderson is going to start it sounds like travis is at right tackle
3: probably because i consider calvin anderson and i, I wonder if the broncos do as well as more of a a potential long term developmental project than a guy like Tom Compton. Compton was signed to be the veteran insurance who can play tackle or guard. Wherever they need him to be, he can be. Uh, I wouldn't cry if Compton ends up starting because he's really good in run blocking. Uh, but yeah, I go with Calvin Anderson as well. And hopefully the Broncos uh, continued investment in Calvin Anderson. He's been on the roster for what, four years now, since 2019. So mm-hmm. hopefully that pays off uh, this coming season. By the way, I'm not
2: gonna flash this because it has keywords that would hurt us in the uh in the algo. But Jay's comment at 651 about the real uh identity of these spammers being disgruntled Seattle fans, fire, dude. Sam Bam, thank you, bro. Appreciate you. Number three of tonight, dude. Thank you, Sam says my week one quarterback prediction, barring injury. Russell Wilson, your thoughts on this? Do you think Ripon could steal a job? Of course he's joking, but if maybe if you ask Zach who was it? Bill Barnwell (laughs) that, that listed Brett Riffin as a legitimate, you know, I mean, it was a long shot and he, you know, acknowledged that, but legitimate MVP candidate for 2022. Like the number of dominoes that would have to fall Zach in a specific way in order for that mathematically to be opened up as a possibility within this particular football universe is so slim. It's not even worth throwing it on the table. It was literally like, quintessential off offseason uh, make-believe fantasy fodder
3: yeah steal his starting job if i'm brett rip i'm getting russell wilson's coffee every morning i'm doing everything i can to uh, uh claim a roster spot let alone you know be the starter so yeah Barnwell's kind of out there we appreciate the humility and the i mean the humor on this podcast uh sam but yeah i think uh, russell wilson should pretty much a lock to be under center in week one what do you think
2: uh, yeah, yeah, I'd put some dollar dollar bills on it. Lawrence, what up, dude? He says, what does everyone think about a rust jersey on the new Colorado green Rockies jerseys might be my next jersey? I haven't seen it. I'm not gonna lie. But hey, dude, you know, swag is swag. Let's see it. Zach."
3: I th- it's going to be unpopular as always, but I, I'm not the one that really cares about jerseys, Chad. A lot of Broncos fans are making um, you know, all these statements about how they should have a, a white alternative helmet or a black alternative throwback helmet, whatever. I, I really don't care about that. They can play in pink tutus for all I care, as long as they win football games. And I happen to like the Broncos uniforms. I'm not one that hates on them or think they need a, a redesign by any means. The color combination they have, to me, is very clean, very neat. Sounds like someone's
2: been watching a little Ace Ventura lately, talking about football Always. players in pink tutus, right? Laces out, Dan. Laces out, baby. Uh, GLP, has anyone done a comparison of Browning and Benito? Um, not in a film kind of way, but that's definitely a good idea. You know, maybe uh, I'll suggest that to some of the film dudes like Eric or Lance or. Um, The other Zach Zach Hicks is I'll mention that to him might be worth looking at but the problem is Zach we don't really have much NFL film of Baron Browning rushing the passer because what snaps he did garner as a rookie were at off ball linebacker so he's playing in the inside outside of the occasional blitz where Vic Fangio would have him you know run after a quarterback but it's not the same as exploding off the edge you know in a two point stance and trying to beat your man to the cue so we'll uh, we'll definitely. Uh, file that away as, a, as something to look into. GLP, appreciate you, bro.
3: And of course, we have no NFL film on Benito as well. So these are two young guys still growing into those spots at the highest level, and hopefully it pays off for at least one of them. All right, so I'm looking here. This is an interesting... Uh,
2: Marcus Lewis, thank you, bro. Seriously, multiple stars tonight. Means a lot to us. You know that, big dog. Uh, Zach, there is a very fun... An edifying read up at mile right now um, written by Bob Morris titled Broncos camp, biggest question mark at each position group. All right. And there's a few of these I want to get your take on. All right. So uh, first and foremost, let's keep it top level and talk about the quarterback. How will this writes, Bob Russell Wilson fair in Nathaniel Hackett's offense. What do you expect to see on this front?
3: Zach, a lot of, air yardage and a lot of touchdowns. I don't know, like people are speculating whether he could break passing records or Peyton Manning's record with the Broncos. I don't really see it coming that close, but I see 4,000 yards, 32 touchdowns for Russell Wilson in this offense with that supporting cast. A lot of success is what I envision. Real quick, I'm going to piggyback off that, but I missed this
2: golden girl. She threw down a super sticker and I missed the comment. She said, I'm a Russell Wilson fan. So happy for him to have landed in Denver, to be wanted, appreciated, and loved. I've been following your channel to learn Russell's supporting cast. Well, welcome, and thank you very much, Golden Girl. Trust Broncos fans are uh, even more excited that he landed here. But I think, you know, when you you get back to the topic here, Zach, of how will Wilson fare in Hackett's offense, I mean, we know that Hackett is going to use that zone-blocking scheme to get defenses – run ragged right get him moving laterally a little play pass a little play fake and then russ loves going over the top and so does nathaniel hackett there will be some wrinkles to iron out it's going to take a little time for he and hackett to 100 be on the same page and sharing a brain i mean even if you go back to 2012 when peyton manning landed in denver and they melded the mike mccoy offense which the year prior went from kyle orton offense spread you know 11 personnel to the most prolific rushing offense in the league with Tim Tebow. Those guys are both gone. In comes Peyton. He melds the the bones of his offense with Peyton's. And it wasn't fireworks out of the gates. The Broncos did win their first game with Peyton Manning, the season opener against the Pittsburgh Steelers that year. But, Zach, it took till the second half of that Monday night football game, whatever it was, week six, I want to say. It might have been week seven. I don't remember when the bye was. But they only won two games out of their first six-ish and then went on an 11-game tear. There were some wrinkles that had to be ironed out, and I expect that to happen between Russ and Nathaniel Hackett. The question to me, Zach, is just to what degree? Are they minor bumps in the road, or is is this a new QB coach duo that really will be able to hit the ground running sooner than later?
3: Uh, That's a very valid uh, concern to raise. And, you know, I'll say the same thing I said on the radio today. The good thing is about the Broncos schedule, if they're going to iron out those kinks, it's going to happen early in the first half of the season. And the first half of the season is when the schedule is a little lighter than the second half. So if they're going to have any errors, bumps in the road, let it get smoothed out in the first eight or nine weeks and let them get on the same page for the second half of the season.
2: Bob also queries here, how are the running back touches going to be divvied up? We've kind of flogged that horse to death. Uh, pun intended there so let's move on to wide receiver and his question mark here which is who emerges as the top receiving target and as you can see pictured Russell Wilson is not going to be lacking for options from Cortland Sutton to Tim Patrick Jerry Judy KJ Hamler which of course you know we're just keeping it wide receivers on this topic but you and I have kind of been pretty consistent on this front but what's your answer here for people listening with us right now
3: I, I think it's going to change. I mean, if you ha- force me to answer right now, I'm going to say it's Cortland Sutton, considering he's the most all-around skilled receiver in the Broncos receiving court. Uh, Tim Patrick's a possession guy. I love him. Jerry Judy's unproven, and K.J. Hamler's a speed guy. So if there's one guy, I think it'll be 14, but... Um, it could be a case where one week it's TP, one week it's Judy, one week it's Cortland Sutton. I think the wide receiver one title in Denver is going to be fluid, and no matter who Russell Wilson has a chemistry with, uh, it's going to help the Broncos on any given week. So I'm going
2: to say 14, Chad. The 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 law of averages will end up revealing this, the answer to this question, but what you want to see is not a quarterback trying to force it to one guy. As Zach just got you know talked about, when it was Peyton Manning, Demaryius Thomas put up huge numbers. Eric Decker put up huge numbers. Julius Thomas put up huge numbers. Even Brandon Stokely put up huge numbers that one year he was uh, in Denver with Peyton. Then you get to Wes Welker. It was find the open guy. It was find the mismatch, all right? Find the matchup that is in your favor, and that's what the truly great quarterbacks do. And so, hey, if you're consistently – pick one of the guys on the screen right now that you can see. If you're consistently – creating mismatches with your route running or your size or just how you attack, surprise, surprise, guess what? Ball's going to come your way. I do think that when the dust finally settles on this season, of course, this is all health willing, but when the dust finally settles, I do think Cortland Sutton's going to kind of be viewed as his favorite target, to be frank. But Jerry Judy, I think, is this is the year for Jerry Judy. I really do think, um, you know, he was on a mind meld with Teddy Bridgewater last summer, then he got hurt early. It's a far cry comparing Russell Wilson and Teddy Bridgewater. I think having this whole summer in the offseason working with Russ, this is Jerry Judy's year if he can stay healthy.
3: And I know, Zach, that is a big if. I mean, if you can't make hay with a nine-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion, uh, with the talent you're surrounded by, with Hackett calling the plays, then, you know, there's questions and red flags raised about you legitimately. So I'm with you. I think Jerry Judy will have a make or break year. I think it'll be a make year. There's no excuse for him not to, as a matter of fact. Savage Boy, we always like to get at least one
2: Twitch comment each and every stream when we can. And Savage Boy says, given the people – Pardon me, that every team has, given the people that every team has now, do you guys think that the Broncos are the most complete team in the AFC West? Zach, we talked about uh, Brendan Gross had an article and breaking down, comparing the, uh, or ranking, I should say, each positional group offensively the Broncos have with all of the AFC West opponents, and go read that. It's up at milehighheadle.com. He's got a defensive one that's coming out either tonight, I think, or in the morning. Um, but what's your answer? Is this the most complete team now in the AFC West, the Denver Broncos? Or are questions like that maybe putting the cart before the horse a little bit?
3: I mean, yeah, but what else are we going to do on July 25th? You know, so or, it's, 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 it's fun to speculate. I think it's going to come down to coaching. You know, we all think Kansas City will take a step back, and we all know their offense is good, but they have major question marks on defense as far as I'm concerned. That title of most complete team in the West will come down to Denver and Los Angeles. And I'm not a big believer in Brandon Staley. I'm not as high on the Chargers as other people are. I don't think they're the second-best team in the entire NFL. Uh, But they do, offense and defense, have a pretty complete overall roster that jumps out to you with uh, name players. So we'll see whether Nathaniel Hackett or Brandon Staley come out on top because whoever does is going to have the more complete team. George Fox with
2: some stars on Facebook. We really appreciate that, bro. Who do we think will be our starting defensive backs? I would. I, I. I'm assuming that's a plural. Week one. Denver box easy. for life. MHH for life. Zach, your answer.
3: I mean the safety at Simmons and Kareem Jackson. I'd be surprised if Caden Stearns unseats KJ so early. At starting uh, perimeter corners will be Patrick Sertan the second and Ronald Darby, and your slot guy will be K1 Williams. That's pretty uh, cut and dry. Seven two seven.
2: Mill is back in the saddle. What's going on, Mill? Great to see you. We have missed you. Thanks for coming back, and thanks for the Super Chat, bro. It's Great to see you. Uh, Albert Knoppers, another legend with his uh, self-made state-of-being shirt in his profile pic, which we are figuring out how to put on our merch store here in the very near future. Uh, Albert, love you. You know this. He says, with all the extra training at Russ's place in San Diego, it should give the Broncos a head start on getting chemistry, which, Zach, that's one of the things – you know, God bless him for it. As soon as, I mean, the ink wasn't even dry on the trade yet, and Russ was trying to like get things worked out for throwing sessions with his new guys. And that's been a theme throughout the entire offseason, as, as late as or as far into the summer as last week, Russ was thrown with everybody, all of his new guys. That can't hurt. That's just additional steps toward the ultimate goal.
3: Listen, you guys can feel however you want about Russell Wilson. You can call him corny. You can call him lame. You can think he's not a top five guy or whatever at quarterback, but he eats, sleeps, and breathes football. And when you compare Russell Wilson to someone like Kyler Murray, who we talked about earlier today, Chad, it came out. It was reported via NFL Network. Get this, dude. Get this. Listen to this, guys. There was an addendum in Kyler Murray's $230 million contract that included well over $100 million in guarantees that he must have at least four hours of independent game study per week, not per day like Peyton Manning would do or another franchise quarterback per week. So it's basically making the kid do their homework or else they don't get their toy at the end of the day. Thank God Russell Wilson is the Broncos quarterback and not someone like Kyler Murray.
2: It's literally a joke. It's a joke, man. As we talked about on the on the show today on uh, ninety eight point one FM, Zach, I think that's a deal. Nothing against Kyler Murray, the player on the field, but when we talked to him at the combine, whatever year that was, twenty nineteen, I want to say, talking to him, looking him in the eye, I didn't sense, I sensed an alpha in the sense of like. I'm the coolest guy I know, but not an alpha in the sense of a leader and a a guy who commands the room by virtue of his own expertise and all that. He kind of felt like a me guy, all right? And I think you get three, four years down the road, and this is going to be a contract people are going to look back on and laugh at how it affected the team in question. Zach, uh, Lawrence says, if we really aren't kidding ourselves, we would also look at the effects – HGH had on Peyton Manning. Don't get me wrong. He's my idol, but HGH helped Manning go hard or whatever he was taking. You know, here's the thing. Peyton Manning, a lot of that stuff is purported. All right. None of that. The HGH stuff, the human growth hormone stuff, all of that was uh, unconfirmed. There's there's no uh, definitive proof on that. Would I be surprised? A man that had four neck surgeries, we know he went to Europe for some kind of a treatment, this and that or the other. He had to uh, overcome quite a lot. Uh, the NFL, for they they could never uh, they could never lock him down on that. And the NFL is the type to do that if they really find if the evidence is there. The NFL is not going to bury something like that. So I'm not convinced that happened, but I'm also not naive enough to just dismiss it out of hand because it's Peyton
3: Manning. God, training camp can't can't get here fast enough. You know, I will say this, guys. It's a lot more prevalent than you might believe. And just because you get caught doesn't mean they're isolated incidents. And what I mean by that is, like, we all, not really comparing it, but I'm just saying, we all speed, but only some of us get pulled over and and punished for it. A lot of players are taking substances that are kind of shady or, you know, cut up against the legal uh, wire, but... Peyton Manning uh, allegedly, like Chad said, got caught for it and was uh, criticized for it. But why we're talking about that in 2022?
2: Not sure. It's like the uh, old saying, it's only wrong if you get caught. All right. That's not something you want to raise your kids on. Right. As far as a philosophy. But oftentimes when it comes to powerful human beings. It holds true. All right, Zach, back to the actual matters at hand here. A couple more questions, and then we're going to dip on out of here. So, guys, if there are any topics that are burning on your mind, get them in the chat, and we will try to get to them them before we dip on out of here. But Bob queries, at tight end, who comes out atop the depth chart? I love atop. Is it Albert O? Is it Greg Dulcich? By the way, Eric Tomlinson looking like a Viking, dude. Big, massive human being. Big old beard, like he looks pretty gnarly out there. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him throwing down. But who do you think emerges as
3: Russell Wilson's number one tight end? To start the season, it's going to be the guy on the left alberto i mean they've had really good chemistry down russell wilson and albert uh over the course of the offseason program and he is the veteran with nfl experience under his belt if he stays healthy cleans up some of the drop issues he's had he could be a long-term viable starter but they did draft dulcich for a reason and if alberto gets hurt or he you know is inconsistent i can see dulcich taking that mantle from him uh in the second half of the season
2: at the o-line the big question: eaten at- bob morris is will the center position be stabilized and that is important because not only you got russell wilson to keep upright and protected but hey man if you want to really see this running game take off like the shanahan days of old the zone blocking scheme being back in full effect that pivot that center needs to be a man about his business now back in the good old days the broncos had a Hall of Famer, in my opinion, caliber anyway, center by the name of Tommy Nalen, and you know, at least two years into his career, Lloyd Cushenberry is uh, so far produced what he has produced is a far cry from Tommy Nalen. But how big of a concern is this for you? Will the center position be stabilized?
3: I think I'm the wrong guy to ask because I'm I'm a bigger Cushionberry fan than most others. I think uh, there's something there there, and you can build on what he brings to the table as an athletic. Um, blocker in his own scheme, like the Broncos are running now. He's also consistent playing at least 99% of snaps or 98% of snaps the last couple seasons. I, I like Cush and Barry. Um, we don't know if it's going to be stabilized, but it should help Cush playing with a real quarterback and an adult at head coach in uh, Nathaniel Hackett. He never had stability of his own. It's a tough position to nail down coming from college, being the QB of the O line with some proper guidance and some good. Um, chemistry with a legitimate franchise quarterback. I think he'll take a leap in year three.
2: Marcus says, what I like about Russell is he is so modest about his ability, not strutting about saying I'm the man MHH for life. Yeah, he is uh, neutral, right? We talked a lot about that when he first arrived learning, we had to learn what that really meant the neutral mindset. And uh, yeah, he's going to be very transparent, Zach, about his lofty ambitions but in terms of communicating that, he does it through his actions, not through his trap, right? He's not blabbing about it.
3: Do you know what the worst thing we've heard about Russell Wilson since the trade is the green screen video, the outtakes of Let's Ride. If if that's the worst thing about your starting quarterback, considering the Deshaun Watsons of the world, I am a-okay with that, man. Bring it on.
2: Especially... uh so soon on the heels of these six years of literally wandering the quarterback right. desert, like Zach talked about at the top of the show. I mean, we've been starving Marvin, alright We're, we're thirsty. We need to have a real cue and you got that back. So uh, Douglas, we're about out of time here. Thank you for that. Super chat. That's a newer name. So welcome. Thank you. Stick around, connect with us on Twitter, Douglas, because after each and every stream, we like to tag and shout out our supporters and super chat superstars on Twitter. All right, so connect with us. He says, hello, Broncos country and MHH, our team injury bugs. Is it just bad luck? Pardon me. Or is it related to bad physical Mm. training staff and medical doctors? Also, does that staff change with each new head coach? Thank you, Douglas. Uh, You're bringing up some uh, skeletons from the closet that you're going to trigger your football priests here. But uh, let me just answer the the question and the last question here, Zach, and then I'll let you tackle that first thing. But – It does change with every new head coach, right? If a head coach comes in, he he reserves the uh, prerogative to hire whoever he wants in the coaching positions, including strength and conditioning. It just so happens this time around that Nathaniel Hackett kept the previous strength and and conditioning regime uh, from the the last, I'll just say the post-Luke Richardson era.
3: Yeah, I mean, luck certainly plays a part in Douglas. And I, I know this is you're newbie or newer because of the fact that we rant and rage about Lauren Landau all the time on this podcast. We think it's no coincidence that since he was hired, Broncos injuries, lower body ailments, soft tissue issues have uh, risen rapidly tongue twister there. So it's a combination of things. Maybe it was Vic Fangio and not Lauren Landau. Maybe it was Fangio pushing the players too hard in practice or whatever. Um, But something has to change because they are among the most injured the last couple of years, and that's not going to fly this year. We're going to grab Andrew and then one from Mike
2: S. on YouTube, and then we're going to say goodnight. But Andrew says, what player beyond Russell are you all excited about? Personally, he says, I'm ready for Draymond Jones. Man, there are a lot of guys I'm excited about. A lot of it is uh, more about kind of intrigue to see how it all shakes out. But I'll tell you what I'm excited for. I'm excited to see Cortland Sutton. Finally, catching passes from a true bona fide stud quarterback. I mean, that year he made the Pro Bowl, so 2019. Let me remind everybody, one of the reasons he made the Pro Bowl and why his profile was so high, it wasn't just like he got in as an alternate, like he was named to the Pro Bowl. It was because he produced at the level that he did, north of 1,200 yards and I don't know what it was, six, seven touchdowns, catching passes from three different starting quarterbacks, one of whom was a rookie another of whom had never started a game in the NFL. And then the last of whom Zach was a on wounded knee, Joe Flacco. So I can't wait to see Cortland Sutton just thrive with Russell Wilson.
3: Yeah. There's so many candidates. I can't wait to see Patrick Sertan become a pro bowler or all pro and get the praise he really deserves. I can't wait to see Javante Williams be a bona fide RB one and become a household name around the NFL. Draymond though, That's one of my bigger uh, exciting excitement points for players this coming season because he has Pro Bowl caliber potential as well and playing alongside DJ Jones now and in front of those linebackers and that defensive backfield, he can be in for a big season.
2: All right, last one. We're going to say goodnight from Mike S. What happens on YouTube? He says, uh, what happens if it doesn't work out with Judy? Do we trade him? Doubt it. If it doesn't, quote-unquote, work out, Mike he uh, fizzles into the trash bin of history. Like he'll just play out his four-year rookie deal. I mean, basically this is it for Judy in terms of, do you want to get that fifth-year option and get a significant pay raise, even as a top 15 pick that he was in the first round? Do you want – I mean, it's it's almost like being in a contract year, even though he's got another contract – he's got another year next year before – but they have to decide after this season, Zach, whether or not to exercise his fifth year. So, if he ends up failing to launch, I think they probably don't trade him because he's not going to have any
3: value. So, he comes back and plays out his final season and then hits the bricks. What's the definition of doesn't work out, though? I mean, yeah. like, he he's becomes a malcontent. He becomes a cancer in the locker room. Then you try to get rid of him by all means possible, but ideally... You know, you use the the 15th overall pick on the guy. You haven't seen much, if any, of his ceiling or potential. I would let it play out and be a little more patient with Jerry Judy, considering he's basically what? I don't want to say a rookie, but basically a sophomore, considering the amount of inexperience he has and how little he was used in Pat Shermer's offense. Give him some time, and you can reap the rewards from that. Guys, as we say good evening,
2: good night uh, for now, Want to remind you, join your football priest and taking your male grooming to the next level. Go to manscaped.com, use our code MHH at checkout and get twenty percent off plus free shipping. Manscaped.com. And then, guys, one last thing here. Okay, before we go, I gotta remind you, and for those of you who were here earlier, just know that people cycle in and out sometimes, and so it's it behooves us when we're trying to get a message uh, across to hit it a couple of different times. Go check out the new designs. All right, at Mile High Huddle. Uh, merch store. It's easy to find. Huddleuppod.com. You go there. You see some of the new designs like this one, all right, with the microphone and the and the Bronco. Uh, you got this one. You got the actual Mile High Huddle Podcast logo, and you can choose what colors you want on your T-shirt. Go check that out. Huddleuppod.com is another great way to support what we do here, each and every day, and rep your team colors and the brand here at MHH. Love you.
3: But well guys, that was the Mile High Huddle podcast. We are done for this evening. Back on Thursday evening. Until then, follow us on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter for all your Broncos news, analysis, and more at Mile High Huddle. Follow Chad on Twitter at Chad and Jensen. Myself at Kelberman NFL. Our producer Scott at Scout Kennedy. Chad just mentioned. Uh, the, the merch store, but I'll say it again, huddleuppod.com. New designs, new merchandise. Check it out when you get a second. Also, facebook.com slash huddlepod. Give a like to that page and a follow to that page as well. And, guys, if you haven't, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave your Football Priest a five-star review for a chance to win some new and improved merch each and every month. But as you see taking below you, if anything, please do these three things. Subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really does help us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you
2: that it does small thing you guys can do to help us out in a big bad way shout out to these great supporters on facebook tonight throwing down stars gary Leeds, palmer phil mclaughlin colby c collier george fox lawrence rivera marcus lewis hannah ben wallman andrew baker and travis weber and then also our great super chat superstars tonight sam bam throwing down multiples uh gregory vendeland sorry if i butchered your last name my friend but seriously thank you for that generosity golden girl Welcome. It's very nice to meet you here on the internet. 727 Mill back in the saddle and Douglas wall. Much love and respect. Don't forget to catch us tomorrow at uh, 2 p.m. 98.1 FM mile high sports in Denver or listen live guys. Go find it. The link on our Twitter accounts at Chad and Jensen or at Kelberman NFL. You can listen live even if you're out of market, but tomorrow as well, guys Broncos for breakfast here on mile high huddle on the bright and then tomorrow night. Make sure you join Nick and Carl
3: for building the Broncos. Take care guys and as always, go Broncos.
1: You've been listening to the Huddle Up podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a or, or girl. Not anymore.